doing in our sermon series on the one word that is speaking to different hearts. And you've heard from a couple of different people in our congregation. You've heard from me. And today you get to hear from Richard Jensen. And he's at the chair of our SPRC, which is our human resources. And he gives a lot of time um, and love to this church. And so I'm excited to hear, and I know we all are, what he has to say about what his one word is. The scripture that he has chosen is from Mark chapter 9. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son, who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Lord. What a wonderful, beautiful day. I will tell you, when I was asked by Laura to speak today, I had no idea it would be on such a beautiful day, when a lot of us would rather be outside. But one thing I had no question about is what word I want to speak about. The minute Laura asked me to choose a word, immediately the word believe popped into my head. Now, I thought... If I'm going to speak about that word, maybe I should learn a little more about it. What does the Bible say about the word believe? And what do the people who study and read this Bible say about this word? And what's its relationship to another word that a lot of us interchange with the word belief? And that is faith. And so I began to read and study. And I learned that there is a lot written about those two words. And in fact... In Greek, the two words are very close together. Belief is PCO, and faith is PCS, next to each other in the dictionary. And further, 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 I learned that a lot of those words are used in the same sentences in the New Testament, showing that the writers of those words viewed those as two different concepts, two different thoughts, although sometimes we interchange Belief and faith, that's not what those people who were writing in the New Testament meant. And so I looked a little further and I found a definition of each of them from people who were very studying the Bible. And I think I picked the one that was the most complicated I could find. (laughs) But I think it explains it to us. It says, faith means a conviction respecting man's relationship to God and the conviction that God exists and that he is the creator and ruler of all things the provider and bestower of eternal salvation through Christ. For belief, or believe, it means to think to be true, to be persuaded of, to credit, to place confidence in. In a religious reference, it means to trust Jesus or God to be able to either obtain or do in doing something. So in my own words, faith is a big picture of belief in God's relationship to man, 
believe is how we interpret and put those together and what it means to us as children of Christ. I also learned that in the Bible, both of those words appear 236 times, exactly the same number, which I found interesting. I'm not sure it's relevant, but I found it interesting. <laughs> but I want, you may wonder why, with 236 possible choices, a large number of choices, why did I pick the one that had both belief and unbelief in it? And I think it's because that was something that Christ was saying to me. That those two words, faith and belief, belief and unbelief, do appear together often. They are companions often in our religious journey. They come together. That sometimes we can have the faith and that conviction, but the belief is challenged, especially when tough times come along. To explain a little bit about what I mean, I want to take you back into that scripture that Laura just read. Now, this father clearly had belief. He came and he sought out not just Jesus, but the disciples. His belief was so strong, so firm, that he believed not only Jesus, but the disciples, the people around Jesus, could cure his son, something he desired strongly. But when that strong belief was challenged, when the disciples, laying on their hands, couldn't cure his son, he lost some of that belief which is when he went to the, and finally he was able to find Jesus and say, Jesus, I believe. Help me with my unbelief. The two can be together and joined like that. When bad times come, we sometimes can have our belief challenged. Our faith can stay firm, but our belief can challenge. What that really means to us, how that means to us, we can worry and be concerned about. Perhaps the most famous example of that in the Bible is the Apostle Thomas. Now, we all know the Apostle Thomas. A lot of us believe, call him Doubting Thomas. In fact, that word has carried down over 2,000 years, those words. So in now, even whether it's in business or social life or something, and somebody doesn't quite get or understand, or accept what you're saying, we call them a doubting Thomas. It's that strong. And so we've lost something, I think, about Thomas. And that is that Thomas had belief. He clearly had strong belief. When Jesus came to him and said, follow me, he left his family, he left his job, he left his home, he left his friends to follow a man not knowing where he was going to be able to sleep or if he was going to have anything to eat. That is strong belief. And even further, when Jesus came to the apostles and said, I'm going into Jerusalem where I will be crucified, die, and in three days will rise again. Thomas, alone among the apostles, said, let us go with him, that we may die also. 
Thomas, doubting Thomas, clearly had as strong a belief as you can. A belief that said, I will go, I believe so strongly, I will go, and I will die with this man because I believe in him. Thomas saw Jesus heal the sick, raise the dead, walk on water, and he believed strongly. But what happened when tragedy hit and he saw such pain and he saw such agony and those beliefs were challenged, his disbelief, his unbelief became as strong as that belief was and would remember him for that. And that's the way it is. And that's part of why I think when, when things get bad and we begin to lose some of that belief, is why I believe I chose the word believe for me to live into. Because things like that have happened to me. And so it made me want to really learn and understand how to believe stronger. And another story that's not from the Bible, but it's kind of fun, and hence my visual aids, is a story that Pastor Dan uh, tells frequently, and it's about when he was in college, and the professor said to the students, pick a topic, make a presentation, and convince this class of something to believe in that you believe in. And so Dan picked the law of the pendulum. And the law of the pendulum is fairly simple. It says, when you release a pendulum, it will not return any higher than the place where you released it. That because of friction and gravity, it will always be just a little short of where it started. And so Dan took a three-foot string and a child's top and fastened it to it, and then fastened it to the blackboard, swung the pendulum, and then marked each time the pendulum moved back and forth. And it was clear. So he asked the class, do you believe in the law of the pendulum? Every person, including the professor, raised their hand and said, yes, I do, I believe. And the professor started forward like that was the end of the class. And Dan said, wait, professor, let's go over here in the gymnasium for a minute. And so they went to the gymnasium. There hanging from a ceiling about like this and a long rope was another pendulum. But at the bottom it had a 250-pound ball. And Dan asked the professor to go over, stand against the wall, with his head up against the wall. And he held that pendulum, yeah, about that far. And when he released the pendulum... It swung out, and as it started back, that professor shot off the stage (laughs) as fast and as quick as he could. And so Dan asked, Professor, did he truly, truly believe? There are levels of belief and kind of belief, and we all want to have the highest level of belief, although I'm not sure if I could do that with a pendulum. Uh, But I want to tell you a little bit about 
what challenged me in that belief. And I'm going to have to tell you up front, I'm going to do it in a very hurried and cold and emotional manner because otherwise I wouldn't get through it. And that is exactly two years ago, exactly two years ago, as Debbie and I were getting ready to come to church, we had a call. And on the phone was a family member that told us that my older sister had passed away. And that was a tough time coming to church. But what happened was, just a short time, not even quite two months later, we had another call. And the call was that my oldest son had passed away. It was just a few weeks later that we received another call. And that call was that my younger sister had passed away. And in that short period of time, in addition to that, just before, we had gotten a call that my oldest son's wife's mother had passed away. And we got another call that a niece's husband, who of course lost their mother, my sister, husband had passed away. And even tougher, again, in about the same amount of time, where he received a call that another nephew and his wife had lost their six-year-old child who we were close to. And shortly after this, we received one more call, and that was that another nephew and his wife had lost their baby just two days before it was supposed to be born. And then shortly after that, we received another call saying that my granddaughter, the daughter of the son that passed away, was going to have open-heart surgery and that her heart would be taken out of her and put on a table for four hours while she was on bypass. Tough, tough time that time two years ago. And it made me start to have that unbelief like the Father. How can a loving, how can a kind, merciful God take a six-year-old child from their parents before he's even had life? How can he take a baby just days before it's supposed to be born? How can he have a father have to bury his son? How can he have so much happen to one family in such a short period of time? And so I asked God for help, much like the father did. And that help came. But certainly help came from my wife, Debbie, from my family, and of course from this church. And as I worked through that with the members of this church, I began to realize that each of those events could strengthen my belief, strengthen my faith. And I began to say, what I would love to have is the kind of childlike faith that little Leah, a nine-year-old member of this congregation, showed us when she stood up here and talked about her unfailing, unswerving, unending faith. Boy, would that be wonderful. Difficult? Yes. Unrealistic sometimes? Probably. But something we could all pray for and all hope for. And that hope and those prayers were answered each Sunday when I came into this church and I heard the message from this pulpit that was so helpful. And that help and those prayers were answered when what was shared with me from members of you sitting out there well, cards of faith and cards of love 
and cards of hope. Those are answered prayers. Thank you. And my prayers were answered each time. Yeah, and those won't say there. I heard the words to the song we're going to sing at the end. We believe. We believe in the resurrection. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe he conquered death. Clear those answers where we believe this family will all be together again sometime. Those prayers were answered by the message on the shirt that this congregation shares and so perfect. We believe. What I want to have, what I hope to have, what God is helping me to have is a kind of belief that whether a 200, if the world feels like a 250-pound ball is headed at you, or the world feels like an unkind, tragic place, you can have a full belief. Not a Sunday belief, not a classroom belief, but a life-changing belief. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for all the many wonderful blessings that you have provided for us. On this day, Lord, I'd like to particularly thank you for the message of eternal life and the gift you've given us to be able to believe we will join with our loved ones once again. Lord, help guide us so that we may find a way to help those who have not heard or those who have heard and don't believe. And Lord, help us to always keep believing in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.